Bible says that. You know, it says, you know, Pastor Justin, one of his favorite verses is Jeremiah 29, 11, right? I know the thoughts I have for you, says the Lord. Now, when I read that, my, my eyes just opened up. See, because it doesn't matter what you think about me or what that person thinks about me or what your friend at school may say like this about you. No, the Lord says, I know the thoughts that I have for you. And they're good thoughts, thoughts of peace and an expected end. In other words, he has designed something just specifically for you and you alone. And the Bible continues, and it says, if you understand that, that God loves you, that he's got a plan just for you, that no one else can fulfill it but you. When you understand that, and you know how much God loves you, he says, when you come to me, I'll receive you. And he says, when you talk to me, I'll talk back to you. And I'll show you what it is exactly what I've designed you to do. And as he was talking about the sands of the sea, you know how many stars there are in the known galaxy? Did you ever stop and think about that? A hundred billion trillion stars, and they're all different sizes. Some are big, some are small, right? Some are orange, some are blue, some are white. They're all different colors, all different intensities. That's the number one with like 20 or 21 zeros behind it. And that one star is the same. That's the kind of God you serve. That's the kind of dad you have. Amen. Well, one of the things that uh, Pastor Alex had asked me to do this evening was to talk about evangelism, okay? And um, what I did was, is I just made this basic little handout and passed it out. And so what we'll do is we'll go over this for about the next 10 to 15 minutes. Is that all right? Yes. Okay. We got some evangelists in here. And I was kind of hoping that Leah would be here because I got your picture here. And uh, we can talk about the project that, that occurred this summer. And Hannah, you know, you and your family come and help. And some of the other uh, youth here have helped out during some of the outreaches that we have here. But... The first thing I want you to know is, is that you need to prepare to share because you got something in you. You've got some kind of talent. You've got something. And when you realize that and you come to the Lord and say, Lord, what do you want me to do? He's going to show you how to do it, and he's going to open up the doors for you to do it. So the very first thing I'd like you to see is, is what is evangelism? Well, who here has ever thought about evangelism or done evangelism? What is evangelism? You are sharing the love of Jesus. You're actually planting seeds. We had an excellent, excellent offering message from Dylan. That is just excellent. That's all, that, that is just awesome. That's what my wife and I would do. We would just sow. If we, didn't have a, if we didn't have the seed to fulfill it, we sowed the seed. You know, If we didn't have the money to do it, if you got a need, you sow the seed, right? Well, it's the same thing with evangelism. Evangelism is sowing the seeds in the love of Jesus. That's basically what it is. It's a process. It's a process of producing a harvest, okay? Now, I had something that the Holy Spirit told me to come up with, a little slogan, each one reach one. Do you think you're capable of reaching one person for the Lord in your entire lifetime, even right now? Do you think at school you could use yourself to help somebody reach the Lord, each one reach one? Do you think you could reach one person? How many people here have actually reached somebody for the Lord? By a show of hands. Look at this. Already it started. Already. That's excellent. For those of you who haven't had the opportunity yet, this will be the night for the start, won't it? Amen. Okay. Well, you got, you got the number three on here, and you've got three circles here. 
Each one reach one, okay? Each one of us has a gift from God to reach others. We also have some place and way in which we can be used by God. Each person must know number one. What's number one? Who in here believes that? Yes, the greater one is in you. So does that mean you're going to be alone when you go out into the community, when you go out into the school? No, the Lord is actually on the inside of you. He has decided that he wants to show himself in the earth through you. That's what Jesus says. He says, I'm the vine, you are the branch. Right, the branch. So can a tree grow fruit without a branch? No. My eyes opened up to that when I read that, everybody. Without me, the Lord can't reach people. It's as simple as that. That's why he's waiting for you to come to him, ask him what it is he's designed for you to do, and ask him to open up doors and opportunities for you in your work, at your school. Who here has jobs after school? Yeah, some, some of you do, yeah. At your workplace, yeah. Okay, there's a scripture I have for that. Let's see, which scripture do I have? John 15, 5. If you could put that up there, please. What's that say? It says, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me. What's it mean to abide in somebody? Yeah, I'll go over here. Yeah, what's it mean to abide? To abide means to exist in. Exist in. Exist to hang out with, to be in, to exist with, right? If you abide in me, I will be in you, right? In him. You'll bear much fruit. But without me, you're not going to be able to do this. Now, there's things you can do on your own strength, right? But wouldn't you like to do something for the Lord where his strength actually comes in you and through you? That would be unique. That would really be unique. Because I started picking up on that. Just like looking at everybody in the face, look at you guys in the eyes. Sooner, because I would say here at the end of the service here, a lot of you are going to hear something from the Holy Spirit. And the Lord's going to start giving you creative ideas on what to do. All right, number two. You have the word. You have something to say. And the scripture that I like to use is Isaiah 50, verse 4. So if we could put that one up there. The Lord God. That's covenant talk, okay? You're in covenant with the Lord. He has given me the tongue of the learned so that I should know how to speak. Lord, I don't have any idea sometimes what to say to somebody when I come up and I start talking to them. I just introduce myself. Hi, my name's Joseph. What's your name? Hey, did you know God loves you? He's got a wonderful plan for you. Now, let me ask you a universal question because I've never been asked this question once before. And then when I finally got it, I, I had to think about it. If the Lord were to come today, do you know if you go to heaven or not? And I mean, you just give, now you let the Holy Spirit work with them. Lord, give me something to say while he's sitting there, while he's thinking about it, okay? Well, I tell you what, I did. I found Jesus, you know, and that's the gift of the Lord. And then I just start telling them about the Lord. But you could be at the workplace. You could be at the school. You could be with somebody, and somebody's in pain, or somebody's crying, or somebody's been made fun of. Oh, man, who here has been made fun of in school before? Huh? Oh, yeah, look at that. You know how... Do you know how tall I was in high school, guys? Okay. I was five foot seven and I only weighed a hundred pounds, maybe a hundred and ten. 
okay? That was my size, okay? This was in 10th grade, 11th grade. Finally, in 12th grade, I weighed 118 pounds. 118 pounds, 5'9", right? And I wanted to play football. Got targeted five times, made three receptions, 17-yard average, even, even made a touchdown. <laughs> See, let me tell you something. I got made fun of all the time. But um, they were surprised when I caught that touchdown. It was 17 yards. It was a, a rip post pass right. And I was on the right side. And they gave the signal. I was like, ah, this thing's coming to me. You know, so I do a little juke, run across the middle. He does a pump fake, throws a wounded duck in the air, jump up in the air and catch it. Now, guys, I got hit in the front by a, a cornerback and in the back by a safety. I got hit so hard, guys. They sandwiched me so hard, I couldn't have fumbled it if I wanted to fumble it. All of us fell into the end zone. We're all just sitting there. I'm in a daze like this, laying on my back on the ground. And the ref comes over, and he throws everybody off the pile. He says, you got it. And he went like this, and he goes, touchdown. So that was kind of fun. But where I'm going for it, what I'm trying to tell you is, is don't give up. Don't let people tell you you can't do things. And don't let size be a discriminator. Um, but you have something to say. You have a word in season for somebody that's weary. You do. And the Lord's going to use you to speak a good word into somebody. You're going to see it. You're going to get, see kids get made fun of. You're going to see kids sitting by themselves over in the lunchroom. Who, we called it the jet set when I was in high school. But you're going to see different cliques of individuals, different groups of people. This group won't hang out with that group. This group won't hang out with that group, right? So the Lord is expecting you to be a mediator for that. So what he's expecting you to do is this. When they start throwing those looks at you and they start saying those words at you, just let them bounce off you. Just kind of smile at them and just keep saying hi. God bless you. Just keep smiling at them. You're such a nice person. Oh, I've said that to people before that didn't like me. Man, you're such a nice person. I had a friend come up to me and tell me, that is a lie. You are lying. I said, no, I'm calling things that be not as though they are. And then I'd go home and I'd pray for that person. And uh, after about months of prayer, they would finally come around. And then they would open up to you. There's a lot of pressure in high school. There's a lot of pressure with kids when they go through school and, and then growing up as a kid. You're in a pressure situation, okay? But the Lord has a word for you to give to people in season. He wakes me morning by morning. Every morning I get up and my ear is ready to go. I hear like the learned those, Lord... Tell me how I can be used today. Show me what good thing that I can do for somebody or say for somebody today. And then number three, you have a sphere of influence. And if you could put Matthew 5, 16 up there, let your light shine. Isn't that what Pastor Alex said today? Let your light shine, right? Before who? Your friends, before men. Why? So that they may see your good works, and what will they do as a response, seeing the Lord in you? They will begin to magnify the Lord and say hi, hi to you, say, there's something different about you. What's up about you? They'll see the Lord in you. If you go to the next page, you'll see that it's all about the harvest. And basically, harvest has three phases. Now, evangelism has three phases, okay? First, you plant the word of God into somebody. Now, they may not get born again right away. It might take a while, okay? That's okay. Because what's the seed do when you plant it? It starts to grow. It starts to germinate. So if you can say hi to somebody and say God bless you to somebody, and if the Lord has you to give a word to somebody, 
man, you know, I was just praying for you. I saw you over here sitting by yourself. Holy Spirit just came to me, talked to me. He lives on the inside of me, and I just wanted to tell you what's up, what's going on, why are you crying, you know, or, or what's the matter, why are you so sad? You know, there's a lot of kids whose parents are working two jobs. Some of them only have one mother that's living with them, and she's working a couple jobs. You know, there's a lot of things going on in, in kids' lives, and you could be a good friend and bring the Lord in to help them, right? It's a planting process. There's a ripening that goes on. Guys, this is basic stuff, right? But it's true. It's all fundamental. It's all true, okay? There's a ripening process, and then there's finally the reaping, where you pull it. So if I come up to him and tell him about Jesus, and he doesn't accept right away, I used to get upset. I used to think I was a failure. I used to think I was a loser. But now I understand, no, man, the word of God just went into him. I'm going to go home now. I'm praying for this guy. I just rode out with the cops last Tuesday, and we had a call out on a domestic dispute. So we went to this house, this girl's name. I won't say her name, you know, for, for protection, but she's in her 30s. Uh, she's just starting to get her life back together. She comes outside. We begin to talk to her. The police officer figures out there's nothing wrong. He's getting ready to go back. I said, can I say a few words to this young girl? And I began to talk to her about Jesus. And the Holy Spirit came down and began to talk to her. And she began to cry. And just start coming, tears just start coming out of her eyes. And she said, you know, I've been watching, you know, one of these ministers on TV at night. Every night, and they stop showing them. And she said, man, now listen to the words that came out of her mouth. I'm asking the Lord for words to give in due season, okay? Words to give to somebody. And she said, if I could go back to my age of 13 and start all over again at age 13. That came out of her mouth. This is a 33-year-old girl, Okay. And so I said, ma'am, where would you like to be five years from now? And more tears started coming down her eyes. She said, she said, you know, when I was 13 years old, that is exactly the same word my teacher said to me. What do you want to do and where do you want to be five years from now? And then the Holy Spirit gave me a word to give to her. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 1 and 2. It says, my son. Now, I started crying when I read that because the Lord's taken you and he's calling you his son. Okay. And so now the words he's going to give to you is the words of a father. Think of it as a daughter, okay? And he says, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. And if you obey my words, I will extend your days. I will add to your days. And when I saw that, Lord, you're going to give me all my time back. All that time I thought I lost, all those years I thought I lost, you're going to add to my days. You're going to multiply them. You're going to make me, I'm, I'm, okay, I, I like to ask this question. How old do you think I am? Okay, by a show, who, who wants to take a shot? How old do you think I am? 42? 45? 53? 45? What's that? You're 55. Oh, she already knows. <laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah. I like this guy right here. Yeah, go ahead. 53. Okay, well, I asked this question when I was in Tanzania talking to the youth, and one girl said I looked like I was 26. I said, I like this girl right here, but, but uh, the other one said I was 80. So, And the interpreter didn't want to tell me, and I said, no, you've got to tell me. She goes, I don't want to tell you. No, go ahead and tell me. I started laughing. I thought it was funny. But no, I'm, I'm 56, right? But the Lord has given me back my days, okay? And so the Lord told me when I'm 80, everybody's going to think I'm 50, you know, 
when I'm 55, everybody thinks I'm going to be in my 40s or my 30s, right? I mean, I heard that from the Holy Spirit when I got born again. I was about 30-some years old. I, came, I, I gave my life back to the Lord, and I heard that in the Bible. So I said that to that girl, and she began to cry. Now, the Spirit of the Lord was on her. Now, I planted those seeds in her, okay? But she didn't want to accept Jesus. For whatever reason, there was pressure on her. She didn't want to do it. So I said, man, this is what you do when you're by yourself. Just say, Jesus, come into my heart. Fill me with your spirit. Forgive me of my sins. Show me what I'm supposed to do. Those, those simple four words. So now I know she did it because when we got in the squad car and I left, I came back home. What do you do when you evangelize somebody and you plant the word? This is a ripening process. You plant the seed. There's a growing time. And then there's a ripening time where it gets picked. So what do you do? You pray for the word that was sown into that individual because now the Holy Spirit goes to work. And I guarantee you that girl's not sleeping night and day. She is not getting rest because I knew the Holy Spirit went into her. I knew the Holy Spirit had touched her and I knew the word of God had gone into her. So I knew that seed got down in there. And now I know that girl's not going to have rest till she comes to Jesus. So I began to pray in the spirit and I began to pray to the Lord. Lord, thank you for this girl. Thank you for blessing her. Thank you for sending people like you to her, to talk to her and to help her continue her growth in salvation. Okay, and then how do we harvest souls? If you look there on that right side, it says it starts with intimate prayer time. You ask God, God, how can I share Jesus effectively today? Teach me, Holy Spirit, how to be bold, how to be led by you. Give me plans, ideas, and encounters today. Let me use my gifts for you to reach others in my community today. And then the Holy Spirit will open the doors. Now, She's here today, so Aaliyah, can you get up here and come here for a second? I want to use this as an example because you are all teenagers. Do you mind saying how old you are? I said how old I was. I turned 18 last month. Okay. And so what happened? This, this uh, last fall, she came to me, and she was with American Heritage Girls, and she wanted to get the highest award, which was called the Stars and Stripes Award. And so she came to me wanting to do a community garden project. Now hear this, a community garden project. Okay, first thing when I heard that was on the inside of me, the Holy Spirit, the, the bell went off with the Holy Spirit. Ding, ding, ding. Here's an opportunity for a youth to do an outreach for the community. Okay. She wanted to do it at the church. But we prayed about it. And where did the Lord put it on our heart for you to do it? The Ryan Family YMCA. Okay, the Ryan Family YMCA. Now, we had just started going over there, Alex. Your team went over there with uh, Brindisi. And so we went over there, got to meet the people that worked there. And uh, they gave her an opportunity to do that. So we did something. We had to go to people in the community, didn't we? So we had to go to Lowe's. We had to go to Target. Not Target. We didn't go to Target, did we? Lowe's, Home Depot. But anyways, yeah. where I'm going with this is she had to give a presentation to every one of the managers that she went to. And so American Heritage Girls has her start off with saying they are a Christian organization and that they would like to do a project that would help the Christian community that would do the values of American Heritage Girls, do the values of God in the community, right? And every one of these guys donated and sowed into her outreach. In fact, you had money left over, didn't you? <laughs> And so now here's a photograph of it. And if you go to the Ryan YMCA, right now all the plants are little right now because they'll start to grow and the tree's little, but eventually it'll grow. But there were people that got to hear the name of Jesus and they got to hear about American Heritage Girls 
And there were people and business people that got to see that there was a Christian community out there that wanted to do stuff in the community. And so I used her as an example here. So, so thank you for letting me use you as an example. This is what's going on, girl, boys and girls, young men, young ladies. This is what is going on with your youth right now. And so the reason why I'm saying this is, is somebody in here has a creative idea that the Lord has put on their heart. And with a little bit of prayer and a little bit of time just spending with the Lord, you'd be surprised the door that the Lord will open for you to do it. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I like to look at people. I like to look at them in the face because when you do that, the Holy Spirit begins to talk. But the Lord is going to start talking to you. He's got something he wants you to do. So just come before him and ask him. Say, Lord, what is it? What do you want me to do? And he'll show you what to do, okay? Here's another person you probably recognize. Let me see. See if you know who is this. That's Brody, right? She's not here, right? Is Brody here? She's not here tonight. Okay. She's working. Okay. Well, Brody, all in the month of September, went down to the Johnson County Art Guild and has actually done an art show with a bunch of other artists. Now, she's already starting to use her art. Brody doesn't know this now, but I'm going to start coming to her and, and asking her what the Lord's putting on her heart now to start doing this. But she's starting to go out into the community. Now, Hannah and Brody, uh, they worked with us at the food outreach, and they would go around and they would pray for individuals. Brody would help lead people to the Lord. In fact, Brody led people in our food outreach to the Lord. Okay, She just came up, introduced herself, began to tell them about Jesus, just ask a simple question to them. And 30-year-olds, 50-year-olds, 20-year-olds, mothers, fathers would accept Jesus. And, and it's just a wonderful thing. So can God use, how old is Brody anyways? 13, can God use a 13-year-old? Yes, yes. To lead someone who's an adult to the Lord? Yes, yes. Okay. On the back of this, I just wrote something that I think that everyone here needs to know. You're not the one that's going to save the person, okay? If I can just make that stressful, not, not, I mean, if I can take away stress from you, that's it right there. If I can emphasize something tonight to help you on that, you're not going to be the one that saves them. So I, you can just take the pressure off you right now, okay? What the Lord is looking for you to do is just to simply be yourself, listen to the Holy Spirit, and then ask him for words to say. Just ask a question to somebody and then just see where the response goes and see how the Lord opens it up. And then you just present the love of Jesus. You just present the love of the Lord. And you'd be surprised at, at what happens. It's a planting process. Now, you might plant a word in somebody like I did to that one lady on Tuesday night, right? But now... Four days later, Ralphie might be out there and about, and the Lord gives him the opportunity to say more words, and now she accepts. But everybody planted. See how a piece of fruit ripens? It, it grows and it grows and it grows until it's ready to be picked. You see how that works? You guys are doing really good, okay? You're doing really good. All right. You see that right there? Yes. Okay. <clears throat> I'm a colonel in the United States Air Force. Okay, retired now, all right? And so it's November 2011. I retired January 1st, 2012. 
My wife and I hear from the Holy Spirit, you're supposed to come down to Fort Worth, Texas, go to Heritage Faith Christian Center. So in 30 days, my wife left Texas and we're here, sleeping on a blow-up bed in an apartment, waiting for all of my stuff to get down here. And uh, while we were waiting for everything to come down, I asked the Holy Spirit what it is I'm supposed to do today. And he says, I want you to go to the park in Burleson and I want you to start evangelizing. Well, how am I supposed to do that? Lord, I'm waiting for all my stuff. Well, we did it anyways. So we drove over to that post office in Burleson and right across the street is a park there. And I began to paint that picture about creation and also about Noah and the ark. And I had about, by the time I was done, I would go there every weekend for about two months. By the time I had finished, I had about 30 or 40 kids sitting around me and I was telling them about how God did creation and the difference between creation and evolution. And so that picture right there is something that the Lord used me to do in outreach. I did a lot of pictures in outreaches. But I say all this because now what I'd like to do is I would like to just give the Holy Spirit some time here at 758. When he was up here, when your pastor Alex was up here, when he was saying about how much the Lord loves you, do you know how much he loves other people and, and how he wants them in his family? And you are the one that has the tools and the abilities to do it. Um, okay, I'm, I, I'm hearing something from the Holy Spirit here, so I'll, I'll, I'll shift over into that after this. But I'm, I'm speaking with a soft voice because I'm, I want you to see and understand that there is something that the Lord has put inside of you. you. You have a word for somebody. You have it, okay? And there are people out there that need it, okay? This group of individuals here has the spirit of the Lord living on the inside of them. And so what I want you to do before you leave tonight is I want you to just sit for a second and I want you to ask the Lord, Lord, what is it I can do for you? How can you use me? You know, where can you use me? And he's going to show you what to do. There's a skateboard park right up the road here. I have been waiting for the time to do a skateboard competition up there. I have been waiting for this. I have been praying for this, but the Lord said not yet. He's, hold on, hold on. I'm looking for a team of individuals. Who, who likes to skateboard? Who wants to go up there and skateboard? Start talking to the kids up there. Start getting to know the kids up there. It's right there. Now, I'm not, the, I'm not in charge of the leadership here, but when I saw all that field out there, I wanted to put dirt bike tracks out there. I wanted to put all kinds of stuff out there, try to get people to come here. But who here likes dirt bikes? Okay. Do you, do you think there's a, a way, a possible way, that that might be used for the kingdom of heaven? Think about it. Yeah. Okay. I was riding out with the police about three years ago. And the initials of this young teenager, he's about 16 years old, is KM, Kilo Mike, right? Okay. And the kid got expelled for about two or three weeks. There's a school on Alt Mesa. What's that school over there, that high school? Is that Southwest? Okay, he went to that school, okay? On the day I was riding out with the police, this kid decided, he, he was invited to come back. He was on the football team. He was one of the star players. And he was invited to come back. And so it was his first day back, and he decides he's going to be a tough guy and carry a gun, 
okay? And he goes to his girlfriend's house. They get into some kind of argument before school, and he flashes his gun. They call the cops. Next thing you know, there's a helicopter flying around. There's a bunch of Fort Worth police officers walking around, and they got armed assault rifles on with them because this kid's got a weapon. He's already tried to use it once. And you got to remember, when police get these phone calls, all they know is there's a kid with a gun who, had, who got in an argument with, with two people, you know. So now they know there's a gun involved, okay. So this is what I, they, they locked the school down. The, school, the whole school got locked down. And so I show up there, and I begin to just pray in the spirit for that kid, Lord. And I just begin to intercede for him, Lord. Don't let this kid do something dumb. Don't let him pull that gun out. Don't let him do anything dumb. You know, because had, someone had saw him at the school, you know, and, and the police are there. And the only information they got is that there's an angry kid with a gun. That's all they got, you know. So the, the police, they're on high alert mode. All this is going on. The school's on lockdown. So I begin to pray and intercede. They finally caught the kid about, about 30 minutes later. His dad was able to get a hold of him, tell him to drop the gun, and just let the cops do what they had to do. Well, the kid's sitting there in the squad car. I'm not allowed to talk to him. So what I did is I began to pray in the spirit. Lord, I would like the opportunity to meet that young man. I want that young man to know that the Lord has a dream, a plan, and a vision, and a purpose for him. I want him to know that this incident of life, you can take it and you can turn it around. Will you give me that opportunity? Three weeks later, I got, I got to go over to Kimbo Detention Center, and there's that kid right there. And I asked the Holy Spirit, what was it that caused the problem? Well, the kid has a little attitude problem, but he's got an anger problem. Every time he gets angry, he just loses control, right? So I began to preach about anger and how the Lord can give you the ability of long-suffering and patience. You know, he can overcome that. That kid began to cry, and he wound up accepting Jesus. Now, this is what is available to you as teenagers. This is what you can do. You can pray for your kids at school. You can pray for your teachers. These are opportunities that you have. So what I'd like to do now, since I've done all this, hopefully this has been helpful tonight. Okay, hopefully this has been helpful, all right? Um, I've, been a, I've been a military instructor, so usually I'm screaming and yelling and, and using everybody as an example. And, but uh, tonight I've been really nice and calm and quiet. And <laughs> but um, what I would like to do is I would like for everyone to stand. And uh, Caesar, yeah, if we can have your wonderful worship team come up. Now, let me move this out of the way. And as they begin to sing a song, all soldiers are green until their first battle. And so there's going to be a little bit of curiosity, a little bit of the unknown. But the second you step out and start doing what it is the Lord asks you to do, the second you step out and begin to just give one kind word to somebody, and you begin to plant seeds of love and seeds of light to somebody, you begin to get into a rhythm, and you get more confidence, and you get more boldness. So what I'd like 
for everyone to do right now. If anyone in here would like the Holy Spirit to use them and you would like to say, Lord, I know I got something to give. It's a word. Everybody's got a word to give. Everybody's got something they can do. Some people are good talkers. Some people are creative and they can, they can do artwork. Some people are creative. They can sing. Some people are good in sports. But I know I've got something that I can do that I can give, that I can be used by you, Lord. Whoever would like that, go ahead and raise your hands. It's okay. If you're not sure about it right now, that's fine. But I could say this. <laughs> the Lord's going to use you. There is a cause. And you have light on the inside of you. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, as we begin to worship, as they begin to lift their hands, as they begin to cry out, Father, I thank you. As they begin to say, Lord, use me. Use me, Lord, use me. Show me how I can be used, Lord. Show me how I can change somebody's life for you. Show me how I can be used for the community. Just go ahead and raise your hands and just go ahead and just praise the Lord and just start talking to your Father and just start asking Him. Amen. Make this personal. Lord, these people have the ability to reach their friends. They have the ability to change the lives of others, Father, in the name of Jesus. They have the ability to bring love and light in a situation where others bring, they make fun of people, they do all kinds of things, Lord, bring all kinds of hurt, all kinds of harm. These are peacemakers. Blessed are the peacemakers, Lord, for they're the ones that will see God. They're the ones that people will see God in them. These, there are peacemakers right here. In the name of Jesus. Peacemakers, Lord. Peacemakers. Hallelujah. Peacemakers. <laughs>